I wish I knew how to quit you. Then why don't you? This is Codependent Content, a podcast where my partner and I discuss the TV shows, movies, and video games in which we've formed an unhealthy relationship. My name is Matthias, and my co-host is Shannon Riley. Join us each week as we try to make sense of the media we continually give our hearts against our better judgment, and commiserate with us as we struggle and fail to let go of the characters, stories, and worlds that we are entangled with. Because just when we think we're done with content, it draws us back in. We had a little poll after our little discussion about Riley and Ellie. Sure did. And uh, who would you trust? Um, also, we should mention that the Bethany hype train is alive and rolling. And I hate it. And everyone <laughs> agrees. Bethany uh! is the real hero. We need a new season, episode 1.5, to take place in between <laughs> this and The Last of Us While Part 2. While we wait for season Just two. about Bethany. Just all Bethany all the time. Uh, I feel like there's going to be a lot of people disappointed in season two when Bethany doesn't show up. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but I feel like we can start it now. Email Neil Druckmann, tweet at him, uh, tweet at Naughty Dog and tell them codependent content sent you. Please do that. Uh, and then for then and then everyone will be like, what is this codependent content? Like, what the fuck is that? What is this? Who's this podcast I've never heard of? Uh, let's let's let them know that we heart Bethany and we want shirts. We want shirt. We want merch. <laughs> uh, Bethany merch. <laughs> uh, but last week's poll was about uh, whether or not you would join Fedra or the Fireflies based on the relevant debate and arguments mm-hmm. that either Ellie or Riley made last week. And overwhelmingly, uh, everyone would still join the Fireflies. Team Firefly. I yeah. think that's a shame because Bethany, as we know, is uh, Team Fedra. <laughs> uh, I, so I was there. Uh, I will say there are three other people who agree with me uh, on the poll. And so I guess we'll see y'all in hell. (laughs) 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 All you fireflies. So it's uh, Team Firefly v Team Team Fedra. Fascist versus terrorist. And uh, you know what? I refuse to be a terrorist. So. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. Uh, So that's that's where we're at. Okay. So if you're joining us, uh, this is. We're talking about episode eight of The Last of Us. We only have one more episode this season. And then we're, we need to find another thing to talk about. What are we going to watch? Um, and so that's where we want your help. So I'm going to try and make this quick so I can put this on TikTok as well. Try and make this in a minute long or whatever. We're going to have polls on Spotify mm-hmm. and maybe elsewhere if we can help it. And we're going to put up polls about the shows that we want to watch. Mm. I want to clarify something right away. We are probably going to watch Yellow Jackets. We've decided yes. to do that. We're going to watch Yellow Jackets. We're going to do video component of Yellow Jackets. That said, if you want us to talk about anything else, it might be audio only, might not end up on TikTok, but we'll do it. We w- want your vote, right? So here's on our list. We have Ted Lasso, season three. We have Swarm. Don't know how that's going to be, but we're probably going to watch it and uh, I, we don't know how that's going to turn out, so who knows. We have Succession, the final season of Succession. Uh, we have Yellow Jackets, as we said, and then we have The Power, a new thing on Amazon Prime. Also not sure how that's going to turn out as a show, so we don't know if we'll even want to talk about it, but it's there. If you want to hear us talk about it, go vote for those. If you vote for Yellow Jackets, that's just a vote for just letting doing. us do what we want to do and not caring what we watch. That's fine. 
go vote for Yellow Jackets if that's what you want to do. But if you are for sure adamant that you want us to watch another thing, go vote. Do it in the comments. I'll count up comments as well. Wherever you find this, wherever you're hearing this, send us an email, codependentcomment at gmail.com. Get on the Discord and just type it on the Discord. We'll probably have a poll up there as well. Mm-hmm. Find us wherever you can. Uh, look for us on social media and just hit us up. Slide into Shannon's DMs and not mine. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, again, the options. Ted Lasso, Swarm, Succession, Yellow Jackets, Power. Vote for one of the other four if you want us to talk about those for sure. If you don't care, just vote for Yellow Jackets because we're going to for sure talk about that. And we want to make sure that you also want to hear about that. So did that was that okay? That was so good. Did I do well? Yeah. Great. Let's get into the episode. Boop, 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 boop. When we are in need. Shannon, do you have any initial thoughts about this? Or really just kind of like an overarching. Yeah, here's my here's my overview. Watched it. Uh love penultimate episode, so was super hyped for it. Didn't really reach the hype level that I had going in until the very, very end where per every episode, Bella Ramsey just puts me directly into my feels right at the end of the episode. And that's my opinion. My non-spoilery opinion. Great. Great. I also, I really love the performances here. Um, David is uh, amazing. Just as good as we wanted him to be. Troy Baker putting in a great performance as uh, a man James. who gets hit by a cleaver. Uh, <laughs> loved it. Um, no job, notes. Uh, you know, he should really take up acting. I don't know if he's ever done that before. But uh, Troy <laughs> Baker was great as James. And um, yeah, Pedro didn't really get much to do this week. So, But that's fine. This mm-hmm. was an Ellie-centric episode. And yeah. Bella... Turned it on for sure. Just to a (laughs) hundred. Yep. Uh, And so, yeah, this episode is obviously based on the game. Mm -hmm. Beat for beat, things kind of happen more or less the same. Yeah. There's not many changes happening here. But I will say that beyond the performances, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of changes in this episode, and then a lot of questions that I had that soured my reception of this episode. Okay. Uh, and so I want to talk a little bit about like the changes that were made, mm-hmm. the differences with the games, just again, give a quick overview before we go like through the entire episode. Because I want to get the negative out of the way, and then we can just talk about the positive and, and, and what we thought about the episode, right? Cool. So uh, f- first thing that's a big change in the episode is that, well... This is the section of the game is Ellie. You take control of Ellie. Mm-hmm. Joel has been hurt. He, we don't know what's happened. Next thing you know, you, you do a blackout. You've, you see a winter subtitle or whatever you want to call it. Super. And then we have Ellie hunting. Yeah. Bow and arrow. She's out in the field. We have no idea what's happened to Joel. Right. Takes everyone by surprise the first time they play it. Neil Druckmann mentioned this in the epi- in the podcast mm-hmm. that this is a very big shift in the game, and you don't know what's kind of going on. And Ellie's just hunting by herself, mm-hmm. right? And that I feel like is still kind of there, but the by putting Ellie, putting you in control of Ellie is different as opposed to being the protector and 
in protecting this little girl. Now you are her. Mm -hmm. And now you're in a different kind of setting. And I feel like the truncated nature of this episode doesn't help the overall, like what we're supposed to feel here with, Mm -hmm. uh, with Ellie and the kind of arc that she goes through from like the beginning into the end. Right. I find it really interesting that in the game, it seems like she's been hunting for a while. The first thing we see that she's gotten some rabbits. She's clearly been taking care of Joel Mm -hmm. a little bit, even though he's gotten infection. Yeah. It's, the infection is really the bother. It's not really like anything else. Like she's still kind of like taking care of him, keeping him warm, keeping him fed, doing all these kinds of things here in the show. They're like running out of food. It doesn't seem like she's gone hunting at all. Right. You know? And I find that really interesting later when Joel just suddenly starts waking up after he's getting this penicillin and then Mm -hmm. he's kind of going on and doing whatever he's supposed to do. And then he has to trek all the way to this resort, which is, about four miles away yeah like with what energy <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um this is something my sibling texted me as well like he's like where did joel get this like he hasn't been eating for days yeah probably and he's been hurt and he just gets his pen- penicillin and he's fine it's like he's being propelled just by rage and then spite yeah <laughs> yeah uh which can do a, a lot for anyone yeah. as we know especially the protector role but here it just feels kind of illogical mm-hmm. in a lot of sense, right? Mm-hmm. There's also the sense that um, I understand like why she has a gun. We didn't, we didn't introduce a bow and arrow, you know, mm-hmm. but she's just, how do I say, Let, let's back up a bit. Uh, that's like an interesting change. I, I'll get more into as we go in the other, into the episode. The other thing is, is David love David, mm-hmm. love the actor. I think portraying him was done really well. What the creators have been trying to do, have been really trying to flesh out this entire like show, mm-hmm. like to put a new face to the other. The people that we meet, we've seen that with Bill and Frank. We get people that like Frank. We didn't even have he would you know, have a speaking part in the game, and now he's here. We have a whole episode with him. We get more with like we get more about the Kansas City um, stand-in for Pittsburgh, but we get whole episodes going into Kathleen's backstory or whatever. We could talk about that a little bit later. Mm -hmm. And then David is another thing where we get a chance to kind of flesh out what is this group? Who is this leader? What are they doing? And they introduce him quoting scripture. Mm -hmm. In the game, there is no religious aspect of David. And I do not think that the religious aspect here adds absolutely anything to to what's going on here. Mm-hmm. I think that it's such a trope to make the bad guy quote scripture mm-hmm. and to kind of paint him as like, oh, look at it. He's like the leader of these like sheep, you know, mm-hmm. and like how weak they are to have to follow him, you know. And this isn't to say like clearly he's misusing scripture. He found religion after the cordyceps thing, he wasn't like brought up this way. He probably was like an atheist before, but he's he's using it in his own way, right? So this mm-hmm. isn't like a one-to-one representation of like, this is Christians and stuff, right? But it is saying a lot about organized religion whenever you put this trope in there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, like again, 
knowing how the creators have been doing this intentionally, I don't know what they're trying to say about organized religion. And I think to me, it's just like a bad trope. And it's a very political statement as well in the kind of world that we're living in right now. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and I also just don't think it adds really anything. It's not saying much. It's just saying it's, it's upping the creep factor just by having him quote scripture. Cause we've seen this so many times. Right. It's like shorthand to be like, Oh, yes. also he's, this guy's creep. He, also he's manipulating these people to the point where like, he's, you yeah. know, doing this kind of thing. Whereas like, and that from the, so from the very beginning, you're like distrusting of this guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause you don't know, like, if he actually believes what he says or does whatever. So you're already distrusting. Whereas in the game, when you first meet David, it is after you've shot the buck. Mm-hmm. It's after you've like, they've found you and you're trying to trade for the medicine and you don't know anything about these guys. Right. And as an audience member, you're caught off guard the same way. Like Ellie's kind of caught off guard. She's very much treating them like you would a stranger, but like, he's kind of a charismatic dude, mm-hmm. you know? And he, almost kind of tries to like win you over, right? He's like trying to show you that like not everyone's a good person, like a bad person kind of thing in this world, right? And I feel like that change to kind of like already put this like unsettledness factor on it kind of soured my impression of David from like the very beginning, right? What do you think? It didn't, it didn't really change my opinion. I agree with what you're saying of like showing organized religion, showing a, an older white dude as the head of an organized religious position. Like I understand what they were trying to tell me immediately, but there are, in my opinion, much more interesting things about the darkness of David that could have been revealed to me later through the episode. Like I didn't, I didn't need the initial breakdown of, oh, and he like uses religion to justify his like bullshit. But um, something that was a big difference for me between playing the game and watching this episode was that I'm realizing there's a lot that I missed in the game. I feel like more about David is implied, Mm -hmm. like minus the cannibalism, because obviously like we get to that point too. But um, I was reading an article where they like the sign, I forget what the sign is, but with the when we are in need, he will provide. Yeah. Is that like in the that's game? in the game? I mean, it's probably there, but like you don't like it's not in a cut scene. Right. Like so it's there's like hanging like, there's up somewhere. different things that yeah. imply what these people are Interesting. in the same way that. that we I didn't either. Trust me. I just read it in an article. Um, so like we imply that Frank and Bill have a relationship. We imply that uh, this leader is maybe of a religious sector. And also this is going to sound crazy. I completely, completely did not pick on like the threat of sexual assault in the video game. I knew that like. That's weird because that was clearly. I knew that David was a creep and I knew that like his intentions were Ellie were of that nature. But something about really just seeing it in this episode, like him on top of her and how clear what was about to happen was about to happen. (coughs) I think in the game I got so caught up in this man's trying to kill me that I didn't think about like the other factors, but in the TV show, I was like, Oh shit, that is something that is here. So I think the show has a way of 
taking things that were implied in the game and then really just forcing you to reckon with them in the show. Right. Well, ca- the creators mentioned this as well, that like there's the difference of translating this and seeing it with actual actors and not pixels really changes that. I think Neil Druckmann was bringing that up specifically about that scene. And then Craig Mazin picked it up later and talked about the difference um, with Joel and Ellie at the, mm-hmm. the final scene. Um, but I think that, what Neil was actually talking about was the fact that like when you see Ellie's reaction, Bella's reaction, yeah. then it becomes more real. Like it's more clear, like what is yeah. happening and, 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 you know, and the way that it's presented, what the way that David says it there too, mm-hmm. I think is like more clear, yeah. you know, I think it was to me, it was over always over because in the game, Ellie says like when Joel finally catches up, she says he was trying to, and she doesn't finish. Kill me is what I thought. She's- I, I, he was no. She, I think she, she was saying he was going to. Yeah, and I, like and I understand, like, and I just I don't think it was. I don't think it was kill because, like, even that David was clear that. Yeah, he, he was wasn't like going to kill her. You know, he was going to like. He, oh keep, really? Keep her. You know, that's what he's like saying. Yeah, you. No, I, I missed that. Completely. All that kind of like dialogue that David has. In that final sequence, mm-hmm. whenever he's just shouting for her, you, yeah. you kind of get the same things in the game. But if you're too busy running around, which you probably were, and <laughs> as scared, a first time player, and just too, yelling, yeah. like, what do I do? What do I do? Yeah. Then, yeah, like you might miss like what his actual yeah. like, intentions are. All there. I mostly remember from that is re- really feeling the fear, just like the imminent danger, even if I didn't understand that, like, I really thought I was running for my life, not just um, to avoid a ridiculous assault as well. But all I remember is him just saying Ellie like a million times. And the fact that you have to engage with him more than once. And and yeah, to me, that fear was like, if I don't get away from this man, he's going to maybe kill me or worse was in my head. But like you said, seeing it, seeing Bella Ramsey react to that trauma, I think just really made a click for me in a way that the game I just kind of glossed over it a little more. Right. Okay. I'm still out on the differences. I don't think the differences make it for me. So, I mean, that's, a, I yeah. guess, a good difference. That's just, a, again, a benefit of having actors yeah, 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 on yeah. screen. Um, the performance capture is there. Um, I know some people like to say, like, real actors versus, like, what I don't know what because they usually say like oh that's why we have real actors like that's not to say that Ashley Johnson I think Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker and and uh, Nolan North did mm-hmm. an amazing job yeah with everything that was given to them it was a PS3 game and pixel count and like realism and things or it like performances were still hard to capture at right. like, that point you know mm-hmm. so it definitely helps to have this kind of like remastered version you know with and see how these performances um are shaped and how things change Mm -hmm. and how they're interpreted you know Mm -hmm. um that said one of the interesting things that's not really a big change from the game but is a something that i think boils down to what i why i was disappointed in this um episode uh, is that the length of it, mm-hmm. the fact that we only have a single hour to do this entire section yeah. really hurts it. Uh, especially when we have, and this is where I have to 
watch how I critique this because there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that are critiquing it and calling certain episodes filler episodes. Sure. I don't agree necessarily, but this mm-hmm. is where we're expanding our expansion on things earlier. Feels like it's hurting us here because this yeah. is the episode that I was most anticipating the yeah. entire time. I was like, wait till we get to David. Wait till right. like this happens because I felt like this was like the big moment for Ellie. Yeah. Um. I don't know exactly for me, like what the moment was, but to me, I was like, this is a. It's pivotal. Very pivotal. And again, we talk about how Ellie was. From the start, we're playing as her. We're Mm -hmm. without our protector. We're finally in her shoes. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is through and through Ellie's story. Right. We've. uh, And again, in the game, we didn't have the Riley and Ellie DLC. So Mm -hmm. I think that also like kind of adds to that in the sense that we added more mm-hmm. with Ellie, whereas normally we, we didn't have that. Right. right. So this was our only chance to like really get to see how Ellie does on her own, things mm-hmm. like that and how she reacts to the world and what she's learned and how she's challenged. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they felt like that they got to do a little bit of that by adding the Riley and Ellie story in, but I still would have liked more of it here, right? Yeah. And especially with David, you know, I can imagine why did we need Kathleen with, which I like that whole storyline, but at the end of the day, Kathleen's story barely intersects our main characters. Mm-hmm. It has something to do with Henry. But we lose Henry the same episode that we really meet him, you know, and the actual, I guess, interaction that they have is unfulfilling to us. You Mm -hmm. know, no arc is kind of like tied together or or shut off or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then it doesn't really impact our main characters at all. It's not cathartic because we we're struggling with Kathleen for multiple episodes, you know, and Mm -hmm. there was no real connection to the, to their, um, what they wanted, except for like Kathleen was just an obstacle. Right. Mm -hmm. But they didn't make it personal in any way. Right. And here David is something that is a personal obstacle to Ellie. And we don't get the, we only get the one episode treatment where we could have had, I think, Maybe another one. And now we're going to have only one more episode left. And I feel like, why didn't we just do a 10 episode season? You know, why not take the time here? Why not just give us more of like David and the group that you wanted to do, but also Mm -hmm. give us some of the other things that we could have had with the game that uh, uh, or with the show that we didn't get this episode. Right. Mm hmm. And that that's something I'm going to keep like just coming back to, I feel like. And I feel like that lack of time with them is just that's really the thing that just doesn't make sense to me in terms of like the changes that they made here. You know, like why I thought all these tangents and these like side things that we were doing, all these other stories that we were highlighting meant that like, oh, I can't wait to see what happens with David. But at the end of the day, what we did get was not that much. And we just kind of truncated their whole the whole episode, mm-hmm. you know, the whole arc on itself. I don't know. What do you think? 
like I said, I just, I, I have this episode pretty high in my head and it just didn't, it didn't live up to those. That's not to say it wasn't like, there are a lot of things in this episode that I do enjoy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't really think I needed to meet David's people at all. I think it was much more interesting to just kind of have like the David and Ellie train. Okay. Sounds like you're having trouble, like being able to like talk about it. Let's just, let's just start from the beginning. Okay. So then you can just like talk about the way that you want to talk about it because like, I don't, cause I'm not saying we needed more time with, with the crew. I'm like, I agree with you. We don't need necessarily more with them, but there's like a lot of things there that could have been, kept and fleshed out like from the game mm-hmm. that like wasn't and then what we did get didn't add anything and then you know what I'm saying yeah. so like if you like yeah so if you don't agree that's that's fine um I just wish we had two episodes is basically is all I'm saying oh yeah no that's I can it. agree with wanting either wanting two episodes or I wish I wouldn't have like bothered splitting my time because I wanted also more time just like with David so I'm agreeing with you is I also would have liked to spend more time in this area because I feel like there's still so much that we missed and so much that could have been, uh, more, more, um, aggressively conveyed instead of just at the beginning, like we put all these, uh, adjectives on David. So you just know what kind of person he is. And then we start from there. I kind of wish I would have gotten to meet him and picked up those cues by myself without being fed. Like he's a religious crazy person and he eats people and he's mean to kid. Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that, what I want to say is that we're also coming from this from the perspective of having played the games. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that this I don't know if this takes away from the show as a whole. Sure. Like if I hadn't played the games, do people still enjoy it? They're get, still getting these like they're learning things that we're learning and, mm-hmm. the, and that we already knew. And then they're getting the scenes that we had all these like impactful moments that like do they still hit? Probably, mm-hmm. you know, there's still things that impacted us at the end of the day with this right. episode. I just feel like t- like pacing wise and t- and um, yeah, writing, writing wise, this was kind of a kind of a mess. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of things that I feel like. And I don't know if it take it all with a grain of salt, because it might come from the fact that we've just played the games and we know what could have happened Maybe. and how things are. And we know what the changes are. Right. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. That's to say it's like um, we'll go through kind of like step by step with the episode. Now, those are just like the big changes that like I wanted to talk about to kind of get like yeah. the negative out of the way. Yeah. So I'm not like a negative nasty the like, <laughs> entire time, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, I do want to talk about the positives, but I'm trying to talk about, you know, the problems I had with. Oh, it. for just, sure. Like, the because thing. for as much as I think that there are like I was saying, strong notes in this episode. It doesn't change the fact that, again, it didn't quite match my expectations of what I wanted. And I do, my main issues with it were mostly just pacing felt weird and it felt really heavy handed. Mm-hmm. And and that can be true. And also I could have liked parts of it as well. So I have both of those feelings in my yeah. opinion as well. Well, we already talked about the opening and like the religious aspect of this. Do mm-hmm. you have anything else you want to say before you go? No. Go beyond that. Great. Same thing Done. as I said earlier. I don't understand why it's here. Right. Right. Um, another big change. You said you didn't want to get to know. You don't think we need to get to know, know David's people. Yeah. I also don't think so either. Also, 
of note, the game didn't have women and children that we know of. Oh, that's you right. He said that. I forgot. I mean, as far as we know, because we never got to see yeah. the community and we're only ever like running into men who are out hunting us, right. basically hunting Ellie or things right. like that. Um, and when we meet David and James, it's just those two. Mm-hmm. And then there's men coming after you after that thing. Things have a more or less the same. But yeah, we never meet women and children, mm-hmm. I think, has an added element later on with why David is so fascinated with Ellie, you know, and yeah. what the implications Ew. are there, you know, in the game. Yes. Here, it's there by showing us women and children. Mm-hmm. Now his what he wants and why he wants it like in the monologue that he has later on is is slightly different Mm -hmm. you know and i again i'd liked it better the other (laughs) other (laughs) way um so yeah uh again we go ellie is taking care of joel yeah she's kind of like feeding him little crumbs of jerky Mm -hmm. clearly that's their last bit of food and now she has to go hunting so here we go. Before I have a feeling you're gonna you're gonna start to say something about the hunting aspect. I was caught up thinking a lot about the fact that she uh, shares the last bit of food with Joel, not because Ellie is an inherently selfish person and I thought she would do any less, but because uh, I feel like Joel Joel can't even drink water, so I feel like he's not eating, um, if at all. Also, in her head, I think she realizes that they're out of food. She knows she has to go hunting. And I'm just surprised she wasn't like a, a child at 14 would be like, well, I'm going to go hunting. I'm going to I need all the fuel that I can get. Like he's not eating. I'm just going to eat this. and I'm going to like go bring more food back. And I really love that. She just left that tiny little bit on the blanket like he was going to just in case he woke up and was hungry, like he could have a little snack while she was out getting the food. I just thought that was cute. Yeah, I think mostly I'm just. Again, we talked about the differences here and like the questions that it raises, like why if this is all he's had to live on, mm-hmm. you know, and barely eating and barely drinking water. Like, how does he do the things that he does later on? Right. Yeah. Whereas in the game, I presumably think that like. We start in the fall, we end up in winter, maybe it's been a couple of weeks, you know, yeah. and even though he's like in dire straits, she's at least been learning how to hunt and she's been mm-hmm. doing this. I don't know why they decided to make this change. It feels like this is her first time going out hunting whatever and clearly she's bad at it which i think is kind of hilarious makes kind of a little bit of sense yeah right if she hasn't done it before um though i feel like that could have been done better if there was like a reason for anyway i don't know right uh one interesting thing is like they talk about her like barely being able to lift this like rifle yeah, because it's a real rifle that she's using and it's super heavy. I honestly thought that that rifle was like made larger, <laughs> like, like as a prop yeah, uh, to make her look smaller. But it, apparently it's just like a but real, no, a a real, real rifle. rifle. She's just really small. And I think that was in my head because people have been talking about on our TikToks, like how's, how are they going to make her look 19 when she's right. looks like she's 12 right now? Right. Like, well, there's, easily ways you know mm-hmm. so now this is in my head and we're going into this episode i'm like she does look really young she looks and so i'm young fine here. like this can change like and i was like i wonder if they made that rifle bigger like did they give her bigger <laughs> clothes like did they make her like a hobbit you yeah. know like when <laughs> i was like uh but no it's just a real rifle and she's really tiny and she can't and it's cold it. <laughs> and she's adorable and, and perfect. she can barely hold it up uh so uh freaking hilarious um 
Uh, moving on. Uh, she doesn't get a rabbit. I liked in the game how she was kind of getting used to hunting. She mm-hmm. was getting adept at it, right? She was learn like we see progression by the fact that before she didn't know how to shoot a gun. Now she's able to use like a bow and arrow and she's mm-hmm. able to like hit a rabbit from so far and we're able to hit a buck from so far, you right. know? Um, again, here it happens differently. She's kind of inept at it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, guarantee that buck would have taken off as soon as like she even got near, like she wasn't nearly quiet enough, you know? Sure. But like, you know, things happen. She does get it. Yeah. It's great. We meet David and James. Uh, great introduction, I think, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, David's being as calm as he is. I wish this was the first time we met David because he is really, he but feels nice here, you yeah. know? I was like, I would have been caught off guard if we hadn't had that first scene. Yeah. I felt like, even I would have been like, oh man, Dave is kind of like, he's, he's real nice here. Yeah. You know, he's, yes, a, he's absolutely that fatherly figure that like he kind of wanted. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, you know, we've already met David. So now we're distrusting. And of course she's distrusting, you know? Right. And I think there's a part of me that like, had we not met David, I would have been like, Ellie, you need to like chill out. You know, like she's like immediately like she's done this before, you know? Right. Um, how did you feel that performance and that that little moment of her trying to to be all buff? Them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I I loved it. I I don't know if she consciously or subconsciously is kind of mimicking Joel. Uh, like if it's a choice or if it's just come out of her because she's seen him in action so many times. But um, yeah, I just, I love that she had that energy and then kind of that it breaks a little bit when they tell her they can make a trade and that we have boots and she goes medicine. Mm-hmm. Her voice comes more back to Ellie. It like comes up in Bella's regular register. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for infections, he says something I don't remember and she like drops back down into that voice. Like just the... Uh, you see the the cracks in where she's not as uh, experienced yet and kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, she's willing to be kind of caught off guard. And that plays for me a couple different times as we progress forward too. And James leaves because he knows it's not code and he's supposed to walk the two miles back at the penicillin and come back. Mm-hmm. Um, spending time with David in the barn or whatever, again, I think you're right. It would have been really nice to just meet them here mm-hmm. because the entire time as someone that's played the games already, I'm just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it didn't let me fully enjoy or engage with how just deceptively like charming and warm this terrifying man actually is. Mm-hmm. And kind of also blocked my vision of trying to decide where Ellie's read actually was because I already had an opinion. Right. So I'm wondering like uh, a, a note I have is just where in that uh, I definitely think there's a moment when she realizes that, oh, no, he like there's something going on here. Yeah. But where is there any of that underlying earlier too? because the entire time I'm just like, I don't trust him. I know what happens. Yeah. And this is maybe uh, this is a big difference again from the game, whereas like when we're in this, I guess, mill or wherever they're at, I, I think it's supposed to be like a, a, a wooden sawmill kind of thing, whatever mm-hmm. um, in the game where they're here hanging out this is a moment in the game where we get an infected attack right right and not only do you have to like protect yourself but your only help now is david right and he ends up kind of taking 
a de facto position of Joel, you know, helping you like get up above like certain areas that the entire game, like Joel, Joel has been like helping, helping you, you know, mm-hmm. um, so that you can go get the ladder or whatever, things like that. And he actually is protecting you and doing these things. Mm-hmm. What you said, we, you know, learning about David and all that kind of stuff and that warrants, we didn't get enough time there, you mm-hmm. know, because we already had met him. It was like a different kind of situation um, or how we perceive that thing. You're just waiting for the other shoe to drop kind yeah. of thing, as you said. But also, this is the moment where I feel like David is learning about Ellie, mm-hmm. right? And he's understanding, oh, this is who she is. This is how she's reacting to the situation. He's seeing how she handles things. He's seeing how as he said later, violent she is, you know, how she can take care of her and how really good she is at this kind of thing. I think this is where his interest really peaks in the game is because he is observing as much as he is, as we have don't trust him or do whatever. And we're not Mm -hmm. sure how we feel about him. Like he's also sitting there observing Ellie and figuring things out. And I think that was like his main fascination that grew there. Whereas he doesn't really get any time here with Ellie to be able to do that. You know, so therefore now I don't feel like that connection for him has been made only for the fact that like, oh, she she got the jump on him, you know, and she carries a gun and she's interestingly like, I guess, as you say, like, um, what's the word feral, you know, or whatever. Uh, And that, I guess, piques him his interest a little bit, whereas Mm -hmm. this is a good place where we could have had like at least a little bit of an infected attack, even if it wasn't as big as the game, yeah. you know, but to see that dynamic kind of more play out to mm-hmm. see why he is so interested in Ellie. Yeah. And I don't think we got that here. No. And I felt like we could have definitely expanded on that, especially considering not a spoiler, just speculation. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to get the infected that I wanted next, the last episode. Right. Um, which, and if you look at how much we've actually got through the entire show, mm-hmm. not that much. Not much. Like where, like it is, I, this is where I can understand a little bit of the criticism is where are all the mm-hmm. zombies in this zombie show? I get it. Like this is never a zombie show. This is about right. humans as more than it is about zombies. Yeah. So I love the show for that. But also this was a good moment to have it. Give it this to is me. the reason why we needed it. We didn't need to truncate this episode, but we had that's yeah. that's where we are, right? You know, so that's again so, uh, another change that I just wanted to bring up that I don't feel like worked. Yeah, to me. absolutely. And going back uh, to what I said as well, just feeling like I was always, I was always aware that another shoe was going to drop, so I was always waiting for it. Yeah, I think that kind of diminishes the impact of what I felt while I was playing the game because you don't you don't really know like you're never trusting of a stranger but you don't really know that things are super fucked up until it's like too late and um I kind of I kind of like those stakes because the entire time we just know David's the bad guy mm-hmm. um so I feel like it's just it it plays a little more in like one level instead of like Oh no, you mean a new person. Oh, he's kind of helpful. Oh, he's this way. And like, oh no, now he's after us again. Like it didn't take the up and down ride that I wanted. It's just like, David's here. He's creepy. We know he's creepy. And now I'm in a cage. And then and then it kind of starts to percolate from there. Yeah. Um, but another thing I like about spending time with TV show David 
is that he's constantly reminding people of how like good he is. He says at least two times that I can think of, I think three, if you count the uh, place where they eat, but he says like, I'm a decent man to Ellie. I'm a decent man. I just do what I need to do to protect the people that I love. I really like just remembering like David thinks he's a good guy. And this just circles back to something we keep talking about in every episode. It's like, Good and bad don't mean anything like it's it's all it's all relative. And the fact that David really does as like a narcissist, as an abuser, as whatever else weird shit he's got going on. He really does think that he should be in control because he is a decent person just doing what he can for the people he loves. Mm-hmm. And I see David as someone that does really want control and power. And we know that Ellie also likes control and power. So I know a lot of people, especially in the past, have said that David and Joel could be two sides of the same coin. And in a way, I do see that. And in other ways, sometimes I can see David and Ellie being two sides of the same coin. Because Ellie, when she's not full of hope or motivated by love, like she is much darker and much more dangerous. And I like seeing that part of her come out, too. But yeah. Um. Here's a question. Do you feel like this entire show up until this point Mm -hmm. that Joel is, as David puts it, a crazy man? We never get to see. Not a trick question. (laughs) I know, I know. I was trying to decide how I wanted to word it because we, the only reason we know Joel might be a crazy man is through the lens of other people. We know that. Joel acted as like the guard dog to the test dynamic and that people were afraid of him in the QZ. Yeah. But we never really saw any of that in action. Sure. And now here in the game, they're like, oh, or I'm sorry, in the TV show, they're like, oh, this crazy man and this little girl. It's like, okay, well, all we've really seen him do is protect the two people that he's with or fight infected. Yeah. So. Um, this is a scene where he mentions that the, the shoe does drop. He does bring up that. They've been looking for this crazy man and this girl that they've been traveling with. So we've realized now that he's known the entire time that Mm -hmm. Ellie was right. Um, And that's where, like, even in the game, when we find this out, like after we have been protecting him and like Mm -hmm. and like trading with him and all this kind of stuff. And then we know that he's already always known like that this was. Yeah, it's Who been like the been long con for, for him. Now we're distrusting of him because we know that that's, we know. that's that, yes. you know? Um, even if we could have like gone our separate ways or done whatever, mm-hmm. like now there's a, a connection that we don't want to do. Yes. We got I, we got this email from Kevin. Uh, you can email us at codependentcontent at gmail.com if you also want to be included on the podcast. And Kevin asks, how do you feel about what the show has done to portray Joel? In the first game, Joel is a much more violent individual, and while that may just be a side effect of it being game and needing enemies to fight, I do kind of wish that we got to see a bit more of that in earlier episodes. We have seen glimpses of the madman, Joel, that many people loved in the game, such as when he beat the guard, the clicker fight, when he killed Brian, when he was using the rifle to cover Ellie, and finally when he killed the bandit at the university. However, there have been complaints that we haven't been getting a brutal Joel which I believe we'll get to see with the interrogation and then at St. Mary's. I'm divided as I like to take a deeper look at Joel through Pedro's portrayal, but I also love Troy's Joel, so I wanted to know your thoughts on him. Mm. Good email. The reason I bring that up here is because when he describes 
when David he, mm-hmm. when David describes Joel as a crazy man that they've been looking for yeah. in the game, I believe that. Yeah. Because this crazy man that we have been following, we've all, we've been in control of and we've, we have literally killed hundreds killed of people, so people, you know, video game stuff. Like, <laughs> yes, hundreds really is like not like is kind of a stand in for really like tens of dozens, sure, you know? Yeah. So like, cause you just need to have difficult enemies and you got to mm-hmm. get through them, stuff like that. So like, even then, uh, even if you're conservative on the amount, like you, mm-hmm. it's still quite a bit. Right. Right. And in the show though, he's, Barely killed a handful uh, of people and also all in like self-defense, never in any kind of like antagonistic way. Yeah. yeah. Like in, in times where he could have done something else, Mm -hmm. he chose violence kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I don't know what they're, that crazy man is a man that they're looking for. Right. I think you've also mentioned this a lot. Like Joel is thawing a lot more. He's where throughout the entire season, we are seeing him like become like more and more, I guess, ingratiated to Ellie, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and turning around. Pedro does bring a softer side out. That's false. A more vulnerable side to Joel, I think. But I still think Pedro is still capable of that, like fierceness and that crazy yeah. man like behind his eyes that could be there. Mm-hmm. We just haven't seen that. What sucks is whenever the first time I watched this, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, this crazy man, Joel. Just wait. Just wait. You haven't seen crazy yet because he's, right. we know what's about to happen. Right. He's about to come after them for taking Ellie. Right. But even then, we don't get that. I don't think. We, we don't even get Joel going on his like rant. We don't get Killing to see spree. the beast yeah. that... Tess had to keep at bay, right. you know, that had to keep that leash around, right? Yeah. We don't get to see the person that everyone's been talking about. And mm-hmm. I do feel like that's a little bit of disappointment because this is what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Maybe we'll still get that at St. Mary's. Yeah. Maybe. And I again, kind of a spoiler for the upcoming episode. Um, but I also thought we were going to get that here. So yeah. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Right? So... We saw just a tiny hint of more dangerous Joel with the the Inter- map interrogation. Yeah. Just a little bit. But I think that's a good, uh, that was a good point that you made that we've really only seen Joel uh, fight or kill, not as the antagonist. Like he's not the one that goes in and immediately chooses violence. He just reacts to the situation. Um at hand and the interrogation is kind of the first time, although you could argue obviously taking Ellie isn't a direct attack against him, but it's where he just chooses violence. He chooses to murder these people. And I kind of wanted to see murder Joel. Like there's something this uh, a little fucked up, but like there is something really intriguing about knowing that Joel is going to kill any motherfucker between him and finding Ellie. And it doesn't matter how far he has to walk. It doesn't matter if he was just on death's door. He's going to fucking kill you. He's going to regenerate those hit points with every kill he makes, apparently. And he's going to, like, nothing is going to stop him. There's a great moment in Troy, a movie with Brad Pitt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
uh, <laughs> and and Eric Bana and or- Orlando Bloom, uh, where his cousin is is found dead and like laid out at his feet. Yeah, and then Achilles, played by Brad Pitt. Like who has been a legend on the battlefield. He's been doing his thing. He's kind of like not caring so much about the war. It's not personal to him. You know, Mm -hmm. he's other people are telling him to go fight, but he doesn't really want to be here. And then his cousin dies. Yeah. And was killed by Hector and then is brought and laid at his feet. And now it's personal for him. Mm -hmm. And then he goes and he takes the entire army and he leaves them outside the gates and then he goes and he calls Hector out and he just waits for him. Mm. And the battle that ensues is still one of the best like sword fights that's ever been put to like cinema. (laughs) But like the rage, the pure rage that happens from that, from Mm -hmm. like the moment, because like now the whole war is personal for him. And that's what I was like, that's the catharsis that I feel like you're talking about. I was like, Mm -hmm. it's like we don't advocate violence, but for someone to see the person that you has been described so much over and over again mm-hmm. as like this madman, this person, this violent, violent person, mm-hmm. you know, and then don't get to see them in action at least for the to, for it to get personal for them, and then for us to see how his reaction is to turn into that monster yeah. one last time for Ellie. Mm-hmm. In this context, whoo! Like I thought that's what we were gonna get, and yeah. we didn't get that. Catharsis, right. you know. So, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. At, like I was, release. I was. I was really banking on seeing a little, a little hint of murder, Joel. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because really, I'm not saying that only killing three or four people, but even when he gets, I'm jumping around a little bit. Even when he gets to, uh, the resort, he just like walks in. Like he he doesn't run in. He just never runs into anybody, or like he runs into people all off screen. Just where, where, where is everyone? Right. Where is everyone? If this is a populated town, where did they all go? <laughs> and, and, and I understand how they have been keeping away like the game mechanics where like we're not going around killing one person after another. Right. You know, we're not throwing hundreds of enemies that can't shoot Joel, but he has amazing aim kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, like they they've avoided a lot of like bad tropes by allowing this to just like to to kind of like make violence like a very almost like rare thing or a mm-hmm. more rarefied thing. And so therefore it's like more brutal, you know, whenever it does happen. I mean, that said, like if any moment where he would just be running into people sneaking around yeah. during a storm trying to, uh, otherwise I'm like, why did you put poor Pedro Pascal through the ringer like <laughs> to have to like go out there with like all these large fans and the coldest, things just mm-hmm. for it to have him walk just a little walk. bit, you just know, walk. <laughs> and just, um, especially when he's in the condition that he's supposed to be in that Joel mm-hmm. is supposed to be in. It just doesn't make all that much sense. Why you couldn't just give him like a few, like sneak arounds, you know, a few, and again, to humanize the actual village to put like women and children, as opposed to, again, this yes. was a group of yes. not just, they weren't just like, you know, bad cannibal sure it could have been done out of necessity but they all kind of were still hunting you to probably like eat you right you know there's like a whole lot of things going on where we're like we don't want like these guys are they've been doing some bad things around here for like a while right you know this isn't just like a starving village right you know that like has nowhere else to go yeah. you know and had no, no other thing to do but resort to 
eating the dead, right. you know, these are people that are like almost going out of their way to make sure that that's going to be their next meal, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, I felt like we could have like upped the antagonism a little bit. Yes, I wanted more <laughs> murder. And I think that would have been impactful for me as well. Uh, they make such an effort to they I'm sorry, Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin really made an effort in the podcast to let us know that this was Ellie's story mm -hmm. and that Ellie can, does and will save herself. Um, but that that doesn't change the fact that Joel would also like can, will and does and will always fight to save Ellie. So with some I want to see some of that rage come out because I think it's real to Joel, like you said earlier, it's what's getting him through this snowstorm. He doesn't feel good. He hasn't eaten. The guy can't even drink water. Like he's not just walking through the wind. Yeah. You know, just taking a bebop in the snow. Like this, there's something so like primal and deep that's pulling him that he literally just can't stop. And yeah, we spend time like meeting the women and children and other followers of this community, but only when it's convenient to like tell us about David and then we just don't see them anymore anywhere else and I think it would have been really interesting to have Joel again do what we know he does which is destroy anything in between him and protecting the people that he loves because it would have landed even a little bit better because we got to meet them because we got to spend time with them what if we got to see him kill like the mom mm -hmm. that we meet or the daughter like that would have shown us a little bit about Joel too and just shown how like unyielding that pool is toward Ellie. Um, yeah. And I also think would have made it a pretty interesting dynamic as well at the, at the very, very end where they come together. If they both have to like shut off that rage and trauma together. Right. That said, if you haven't played the game and you don't know like how this goes, that interrogation scene probably is still brutal enough for most people I mm -hmm. think to like understand a little bit about Joel. So I, oh, I do want to yeah, give like that Pedro did like once we get to that interrogation scene and like the map pointing yeah. uh, a thing that we will understand later is something that he and Tommy has done before. We were kind of introduced to it in a mm -hmm. cabin before. This is a tactic that I've used and it's a very, very brutal tactic. Yeah. Um, like it's it involves torture. It involves like, again, no, like no mercy mm -hmm. and uh, like basically a lack of yourself in the entire process in mm -hmm. order to like complete that is definitely like an inhuman person you yeah. know that is doing all those kinds of things so yeah. we do get a little bit of that um so if that if that's all there for people then great because that interrogation yeah. scene does does do a whole lot to kind of give us a little bit of that yeah that hint you know? of what joel really is capable yeah. of i think it's just more of the fact that like oh i thought we were gonna get more of it you know yes. as someone who's played the game but yes. i mean it's there it's kind of there you know yeah um yeah so uh catching us back up dave does then their thing we know she goes gives him the medicine mm -hmm. that's fine then she escapes on a horse yes. uh, or tries to get them away from joel right um we get a nice little horse stunt. Uh, horse no, stunt? No animals were harmed. That was a fake horse. It was a fake horse and a stunt um, person. And, uh, and um, uh, we next find Ellie in a cage. Joel's busy, you know, going to beast mode, I guess. And then, uh, <laughs> and then taking and a then, walk. Eh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then Ellie in a cage. 
Um, some of the best work we've ever seen. Bella doing so amazed. Uh, no notes. Great stuff. Um, loved it. Do you? Yeah. What are your thoughts about this entire scene in general? The first cage scene uh, is is brief and to the point, and just for me sets up. Um, Ellie realizing that she's in danger, kind of showing us her mental state. You can tell that she's concussed uh, and that just primal fear of an animal locked in a cage and trying to find their way out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like seeing the different tactics. Like this is the first time David comes in mm-hmm. and then he comes back again with a different tactic. So it's interesting to just see like his first thing is, oh, we're we're nice. Like you can belong here. Here's some I will say sustenance. This, is, this is also the fir- not the first time that we've seen a person in a position of authority kind of sit Ellie down and, and go through her with her, like the options that are laid before her and what her future could be, mm-hmm. you know? And in the last time, which was last episode, <laughs> Ellie actually kind of considered it. We right. saw like how she was considering these things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there was any doubt in my mind that she was ever going to like turn, you know, there's yeah. never like a, no. <laughs> she's, she's, she's never that there's always, Yeah. That she doesn't like David. She's never going to like it. It's not, right. Like it's always kind of there. I think even in the game, you know, yeah. like that is like just very apparent. I think it's very interesting how we see how this could have worked maybe on Ellie before, you know, mm-hmm. um, but like the Ellie that we know now is definitely not having yeah, any of this bullshit. And, which is interesting because I feel like you want that a little bit of that push and pull in mm-hmm. these kinds of like scenes. Like, is he right? Like, does she, you know, but like. Right. I also love the fact that like we know Ellie, we yeah. know Ellie better than you do, and that's what I want to ask you about. Is because like when he, do you think that Ellie has a a violent heart? You know, when he's try tries to, you know, say mm-hmm. like I know you because I see you, all that kind of stuff, and she's like, you don't know me. Well, you are also a person, Shannon, that loves to say things that you might think you know about people. I then- <laughs> thought you were gonna say I also have a violent heart. I was like, bitch, I can't kill a bug. Get out of here. No, do you think? Do you think he's right about Ellie? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Why? I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, I do think she is drawn to violence. We see her constantly activate around violence and... I think I said this a little earlier. The thing that saves her and saves Joel, uh, saves a lot of people, I suppose, is like love and hope and having something to like live for almost. But as we know, you take that away. It's like when you're when you're a broken person, what do you resort to? And at Ellie's core, when she's unchecked, that thing is is violence and and rage. Um, I think she's such a, like her, her emotions are such a, a dark, deep sea and that yes, without the proper like framing and support around her, that water is just really turbulent. Interesting. I kind of took Ellie's side here where I'm like, you don't know me. Don't talk about, <laughs> don't talk about oh, like, I don't think like you don't should know. Be saying shit. I don't think he, <laughs> I don't think you actually know what you're talking about. Because I will. Yeah. So my addendum to that is I don't think. I don't think David knows what he's talking about because I don't think that Ellie's violent heart is the same as David's. David's is 
just it's so dark. It doesn't have regard for other people or it's just all like sense of self and control and manipulation. So even though Ellie has those dark tendencies in her in the same way that Joel has those dark tendencies in him, frame, there's a framework of love and support around that that I don't think I, I fear that David like isn't capable of feeling mm-hmm. that he just thinks he's doing the right thing and he can say the right words and that I support you and that your, your father loves you. But ultimately there is, you are not operating out of love when you like do malicious, uh, intentionally cruel things to other people. So I think his statement was right. I do think Ellie has a violent heart and can resort to violence like when she's broken, but it's not the same at all as whatever bullshit David's trying to pull. Right. Well, do you think there's something to what he says about the cordyceps and how we're similar and how that like taught him? That, that was probably the most interesting thing that man said in the entire episode. Sure. Um, when I first watched it, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, why, why are you also now saying this? And I think it's just because like, there was just throw so much information thrown at me, like the religious thing. And he was a teacher and he's a pedophile and he's a cannibal. It's like, Oh, okay. And he like loves the cordyceps. Cool. Of course you do. But again, a theme we talk about a lot is like the, the means we go to and how we justify those means. It's like, yeah, of course the cordyceps don't think they're doing anything wrong. They're just, they're spreading their themselves and they're protecting themselves. And isn't that all any of us are fucking doing? Um, so I, th- I do think that was a really interesting and unique way to humanize this insane infection. But because it was coming from David, I was like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> he says the cordyceps loves, you know. And so like immediately I think back to <laughs> the cordyceps kiss <laughs> with Tess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, little, the little bit of it. I was like, oh, so it loves. I was making yeah, hand puppets sure. for those of you who aren't watching uh, this. Um, so yeah, real interesting uh, there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think the scariest thing about his whole monologue and everything that he goes about is that when he says like, I have a violent heart mm-hmm. and I've always had it, that bothers me more so because here we learn that he used to be a teacher of young yes men and women he's a pedophile and so now i'm imagining what that actually what Looked who like. he was yes. you know and like like this guy is uh a, this guy is just a pure psychopath yes at this point you know serial killer level like Probably Nar- like to hurt animals. Narcissist, yeah, you know, like manipulative. Probably thought society was like against him because of the things that he was interested in, like he couldn't do because he knew that they yeah. were wrong. Yeah. You know, and like yes. people wouldn't accept it, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And that is like even more scary to me, mm-hmm. you know, especially that people out there like exist and yeah. that he, you know, took this as an opportunity to be able to make his own path in this kind of ways mm-hmm. and and now you're more worried about the group that he's with yes. you know and these poor people and i'm like again like what is what i this this is a change where i'm like okay makes david a, a worse person so mm-hmm. great good on them but also doesn't make the group seem like that bad because he's manipulating them yeah right in the game they were all kind of crazy bad, you know <laughs> Here we also get like a little bit of 
there's clearly like a little bit of doubt. There's some dissension amongst mm-hmm. amongst the ranks. They're not always listening to David. They're kind of talking back to him. Yeah. You know, James is kind of a little bit of the head of that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I feel like had things just like played out, this is almost like, it's almost good, you know, that she ends up like killing David, you know? Yeah. But I don't want to feel bad for this I didn't ever want to feel bad for this group, but it's a really bad for a village of people. It's really interesting. Look at this like community, you know, for sure. Um, Now, quick question. Yeah. Um, So we know because David tells Ellie that uh, only a couple people know that they're eating their dead. Essentially. Do you think. So we know the wife cooks the wife we meet in the beginning whose husband Joel kills. We know that that woman is the chef. Do we think she knows? She helps. I think she's uh, probably. Oh, I don't think she thinks it's her husband. No. Okay. 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 No, absolutely not. I mean, if it, if it wasn't connect, there's a version of that where I could see if it wasn't connected to her, where she could be like, have suspicions, but Uh uh-huh doesn't want to act no you know like there's a little bit of that the way that it's like played out Mm -hmm. but also like if she knew it was like her husband there's no way yeah you know like there's no there's absolutely no way anyone like that would be that would be causing troubles and i feel like that's like raising a whole other like can of worms that um david wouldn't want so yeah i think she believes it's the d yeah so like the cooks and the helpers don't know what they're cooking but obviously the person who delivered it i really got the feel like he knows what that is because I think like the main guy cooking mm-hmm. and the main person like cutting them up and then like James, like those yeah. few, few people like are the ones know that what know the fuck's going anyone on. who has to have a handle on it. Because I feel like because I'm sitting here thinking like the cook has to know because he has to know what temperature to cook it at. So it's still good because we cook <laughs> meat all the time. We're like, what temperature does it need to be at? Uh, so like, I don't know what human meat needs to be at. And uh, just thinking about it. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to Google it and the fucking FBI is going to no, show up at our house. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think she knows. I just uh, wondered. But uh, also, I don't want to feel bad for this group. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, so yeah. Um, where where were we? They, I don't know. We can feel bad thing. about Bethany, but we can't feel uh, bad for the cannibals. Interesting elements to David. Great scenes. Uh, Ellie finally does the thing that I've been wanting for nine episodes now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it says, Ellie, tell them Ellie was the little girl who broke your fucking finger. And I just, I love Bella so much. Yeah. Uh, just, just. She's perfect. Just give us more, more of that. <laughs> <laughs> um season two coming soon uh shoot um man that i i love that final confirmation for us that oh ellie was never gonna she was there's yeah. always something she was always scheming and there's never gonna be a thing um that said i mean we go into like the next scenes um you know, Joel's kind of coming, coming along, coming to save today. We know he's never going to make it. You know, we know he's, he's, he finds the backpack and stuff and he knows what's kind of going on. He finds the people. He knows what's going on. We know what's going on now. We know they're about to chop her up. She says that she's infected. Able to get out of there again, mm-hmm. scheming, scheming, scheming. Uh, um, And 
uh, Troy Baker, rest in peace. Uh, RIP. <laughs> um, uh, great death scene, by the way. Again, that guy should go somewhere. I don't know. He should probably do something. <laughs> do uh, something. Um, but all that to say is like, she, no matter how vicious she can be and how violent she can be and how like determined she can be, the reminder that she is just a little girl and sometimes that is a detriment when you have a full grown man that can actually just use his body weight or whatever it is, mm -hmm. you know, to, to pin you down and to be in that, a position of like not being able to do anything mm -hmm. about it. Like the fear on her actual voice when she's like, please don't do this. Please don't do this. When she's about to get like chopped up, mm -hmm. you know, Everything, like you said last week, so visceral, so hard to hear, mm -hmm. you know, the reality of that. And then whenever they're in this burning building and he finally gets her and she is just pure, like, fear on her eyes, like, break breaks me, mm -hmm. you know? Like, I want this Ellie to be, like, violent and to do the thing that she does and everything like that. But then you're, you're reminded, like, she's just a kid and like, I don't know how to feel about that because it's uh, I'm not that I don't know how to feel about it, but like, it's such a, I guess like a harsh reality that like just really hits me. Why you're giving me a weird look to say what you're. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking about the scene. Don't tell me I'm giving you a weird look. I just, um, it is, it is hard. I think that's another reason why in the video game, it just like, it didn't telegraph to me the same way. Um, and just seeing like the full scale of, of the, the very, very beginning hairs of what an assault could mount into was terrifying. And Bella Ramsey's so fucking good at just like being in it. You feel that fear immediately. It like pinches and pulls at something in your heart because you know how she's feeling. And, I'm not sure that she's ever been this afraid, which I think is a really big statement, but also just like the older, I feel like the older you get and the more things you experience, the more you know what you can lose, the more you understand of what can go wrong. And um, she's like getting into that territory where just, you know, you know what's going to be risk and what's going to be lost. And she's just terrified. Yeah. And it's like a, a big wake up call for Ellie, I mm -hmm. think, to just see how bad people can be, you know, and yeah. to see like just how kind of helpless and defenseless she can be as well. As mm -hmm. much as she does take control of the situation, as much as she can, she does eventually get herself out of that. She doesn't have to be saved by anyone. Mm -hmm. It's it's another thing to be in a position where you realize like I'm not like I'm not who I think I am. Yeah. You know, um, like I'm not as strong as I think I am. I'm not as strong as I want to be. Yeah. And I think that really like affects her mm -hmm. more than just what he was doing. I mean, that's traumatic in itself, but also the fact that she, I, I could see someone like Ellie feeling like this is her fault. Like she, she wasn't able to get herself out of that position 
you know, like why, like how could she do that? She wasn't able to keep control, you know, kind of, mm-hmm. kind of things that go through and your mind. And it's like afterwards. when you're a victim, it's victim blaming too, of just like, oh, if only I would have done this or like, should I've done this differently? I could have done that differently. Mm-hmm. Like there, there is so much of that probably going on in her because again, when you experience like a violent assault like that, there, there's, you're right. There's so many more layers than just like, oh, what we, he was doing was scary because it's, it's a lot more than that. It impacts like sense of self and self identity as well. And I do, I do like feel that break in her. Um, this moment for me kind of paralleled, um, the very end of episode one where Joel is just beating the shit out of that guard. Mm -hmm. Um, and we kind of see Joel lose it until he clocks Ellie and then comes back to it. I feel like we just, we just saw Ellie lose her shit and that like rage and catharsis of not only are you fighting this man for everything that he's done to you or threatened to do to you and to Joel, but like, this is for like, all the test feelings. This is all the Riley feelings. This is like all the pent up rage and loss and trauma in her. And I think this, uh, cleaving outburst is, is so much bigger for her than just like where she is in this moment. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it is so large and really has to just play out for the number of times that she stabs this man is because I almost feel like every stab is just like, recognizing that pain and that fury that's inside her mm-hmm. in some capacity. Yeah. How do you feel about the change to have Joel find her outside as opposed to in the game, he finds her kind of in the middle of that violent act inside the burning building mm-hmm. and stops her from that. Um, Not considering practicality of anything yeah i really like when joel is there to bring ellie back from the edge Mm -hmm. i think there's something to be said for tv show ellie who is able to work through it maybe get to a a stopping point or a so traumatized she can't continue because there's a little look that bella ramsey i feel like bella ramsey as ellie reckons with look at this guy's like i did that and sits with that for a minute but It's, you know, again, we watch Joel kill a shitload of people to get to Ellie. We see Ellie in this just like violent, vicious, feral moment for himself. And what brings them both down or what grounds them both is each other. Mm -hmm. I think that hug is so important. I think it it's it cultivates all of Joel's panic of almost dying and then having to fight through this blizzard to hopefully find this girl not dead and everything Ellie's been through. Just that together is. Great. I mean, him finding her outside doesn't diminish anything. I'm not saying that moment isn't still good in the, the TV performances, show, but the performances are still there. So the good. moment still really, really works. You know, the the idea of like him saying, like having a consoler and say like baby girl mm-hmm. is. I do think it's a little bit diminished the fact that it's not in that room. You know that mm-hmm. he doesn't in see that her. Moment. Yeah, he doesn't see her with the cleaver, having yeah. known what she did, regardless of why she did it, but like knowing the trauma that she just experienced, because as far as this Joel knows, she mm-hmm. just came out of a, a building with smoke and then is, has like some blood on her face and is clearly like shaken up. Something's happened, mm-hmm. but he doesn't know what, mm-hmm. right. And he doesn't know what she's kind of been through. And it's fine 
to still be able to console someone and to like do that without having like seen it. But I think when Joel does exactly know what she just had to bring herself to, you Mm -hmm. know, and then for him to like console her in that way. And the first time he says like calls her his baby girl, Mm -hmm. you know, much more impactful to me Mm -hmm. in the game. Still impactful here because Pedro is just so good. Uh, Bella is just so good. Um, I just don't know why they felt the need to like take that to make that change. It's subtle. Maybe it doesn't take anything away from some people, Mm -hmm. but I do feel like now it's just a really interesting thing. Cause like even in the game, I alluded to it earlier when he goes to hug her, she's saying he tried to such and such. Right. Mm -hmm. We don't know. Like, he doesn't let her finish, mm-hmm. but he, because he doesn't need to know like what mm-hmm. he tried to do. Like he understands like that it was enough for her to do what she did. And like, it's, it, yeah. it's painful. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, And we don't, so he doesn't even have like an inkling here, which is interesting, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I don't I how that's going to play out in the next episode I'm not exactly sure. Mm-hmm. Um uh but I I do feel like it would have been worth just keeping it there. I don't know. I don't want to keep no, going I like just, saying like these yeah. are changes that like are okay. It's the impact is still there. It's if it still works for people that's great. Yeah, we're knowing, not judging you guys. But knowing how it worked how how the the scene impacted me before just made it seem so strange like mm-hmm. why they took it out and i understand why like i understand like even with all the smoke going up and it doesn't make any sense for them to stay in there and to have that moment while that like they could be like suffocating from smoke like Though i, I get would it. argue like that <laughs> makes that makes the moment even more pertinent for me and i know on the podcast they were like how would he get in the doors are locked it's like not all the doors ellie got out like joel could have got in the same way ellie got out not that that's the thing i'm gonna nitpick on i'm just saying i Again, we took the first half of the episode trying to flesh out the fact that we live in a community. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, the building's on fire. Apparently everyone's mad at Ellie and Joel. You're telling me they just like limp out of the city while the building's burning and they find David and everyone dead. Not that that's the important part of the story either. I just, I don't think they needed to be outside. I think it would have been just fine with them inside it doesn't matter that the building's burning. It doesn't matter that Joel almost just died and had to walk across the fucking snowy tundra like they're together. And in yeah. that moment, him making sure Ellie feels like comforted is the most important thing, period, regardless of what's happening around him. Sure. I think my my point I'm trying to make is that throughout the rest of the show, the changes that they've made have added to Mm -hmm. these moments Mm -hmm. uh, that have been what we've gotten some things that are almost beat for beat, but they're subtle changes. Right. And they've always added to these scenes. Whereas Mm -hmm. like this episode, for some reason, all the changes that they made made this feel like it was just like you said before, superfluous or just Mm -hmm. not necessary. And then like, didn't really add anything. It didn't really subtract either, but it like, it it did kind of lessen the impact of all these moments Mm -hmm. for me. This is the only episode so far that I'm like, the game, I enjoyed the gameplay better. 
Which yeah. is not to say the performances were not pristine because they were. But I can see someone coming to the end of this episode who hasn't played the game and being yeah. like, what was all this for? Mm-hmm. You know, like, why did we have this kind of like almost side quest to this town and have to go through all this because it doesn't because we didn't spend as much time here and we mm-hmm. had all these different changes, like the impact, it feels kind of rushed, yeah. you know, the way that it all happens. And it can always feel like, well, what was it about, mm-hmm. you know? And again, that's only coming from the fact that I have played the game and right. I know what this is for. And I can already like tell you like the impacts of this, you mm-hmm. know, on Ellie as we go into the next episode and mm-hmm. then on Joel because he couldn't be there, you know, for yeah. her. And then having like, we were just playing as Ellie, so we know how she's grown and then gotten challenged and then like overcome that challenge. But also like it's not this is like this is the anti like hero's journey, you know, because she w- this whole time she's been wanting to have that control to have this power. And now she finally gets it through in in the game mm-hmm. and it's tough and it's hard and it's traumatizing Mm -hmm. you know and here we don't get nearly enough time to like establish like this is her like taking control finally finally getting the gun finally getting to hunt by herself finally getting you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and i feel like that is what diminishes this whole episode for me is that because we don't get to see her go through this like journey and this arc and this like tragedy and this this kind of empty triumph because yes she does win quote unquote in the end but does she really win you know i feel Mm -hmm. like that isn't as impactful because we didn't get as much as we like of that that arc yeah to it you know i'm saying the rise to that Mm -hmm. you know can still be impactful but i'm like this is where i'm like why do we have nine seasons or nine episodes and why do we have like a 45 minute final episode when we could have had don't talk to me about the 45 (laughs) minute final episode Um, Um, i don't I don't know. So I yeah. Don't know. Uh, so yeah. Overall, I think we're both a little bit down on this episode. Not to say that like we won't look back on it later in terms of the entire series. Who knows? Maybe we'll get back to you on that. I do. I will say the second time watching it, it was much slower than the first time yes. that I watched it. So I, I something that was supposed to be, I think, the one part of the game that is like one of my favorite parts to mm-hmm. play. Not only because it's the most challenging, but because it's like the most important piece to Ellie's Mm -hmm. story Um, ends up being like just kind of meh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. In the show. And so. (sighs) I'm with you. I was really everyone knows I was looking forward to the Riley episode as well. But that's why I just kept saying like eight and nine are going to just have me activated because I love watching Ellie experience trauma, apparently. So we get the first time she experiences like some huge trauma and we get the most current time that she experiences the most trauma until the second game. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just, just underwhelmed. And that's not to say that I'm underwhelmed with the performances because the performances punched me right in the gut. Absolutely. 110%. I'm obsessed with Bella Ramsey now. But yeah, just overall the episode, I was like... I really hope people just love this episode. You hope they love it? I hope people come out of it and just like love it and like every negative thing that we've said about it, like, you know, doesn't take away from that, you know, like that maybe we're the odd ones out. I hope it's just all around just like good vibes and people just... Good vibes. Get what they wanted out of this that like we had gotten out of it. Mm -hmm. I think it's just hard for me to like separate those things. And that's yeah. Where we are. And I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I do think, yeah, probably a lot of people enjoy, enjoy, we enjoy pain. We enjoy watching Ellie 
you know, almost be assaulted or murdered or whatever. But um, that was sarcasm. That was extreme sarcasm. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But yeah. Overall episode, just generally. Sure. Cool. Well, let's move on to our thoughts about what's going to happen in the next week's episodes. We'll make this short. But again, if you haven't played the game and you don't want to know what's going to happen in the next episode, tune out now. Tune out. Um, Quick reminder, go vote for what we're going to watch next. And then also you can email us, do whatever, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get to that as well. I'll re-mention it for people who are not here. But if you're going to check out, just, just you know. Hit us up, you know, <laughs> do something. Uh, anyway, so yeah, next week, 45 minutes after this episode, I feel like I'm less confident about next week, especially because, again, I thought we were going to get the giraffe moment. I thought we were going to at least get there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm like, now you're fitting so much again. We talked about so it before. So much. And also a clear... um. Look at the fact that Ashley Johnson, we're going to get like Ellie's birth. Mm-hmm. I, I asked you this question right after we saw yeah. it. Uh, but like, it feels like what they're going to give us is the fact that she's in labor. She gets bitten by an infected mm-hmm. and that's why Ellie is immune is mm-hmm. because she was her mom. Her mom got infected while yeah. she was being birthed or whatever yeah you know that's what it seems like is going to happen yeah i don't know if that was already like canonically in the story or whatever Mm -hmm. but that's a very interesting i like the idea but i'm just like also like that's a whole lot to put on another like this (laughs) 45 minute (laughs) episode episode. yeah yeah where we're also dealing with another big like but it also seems like that's the only infected we're going to get and again we don't get any more because this is also a huge moment in the game where like we deal with a whole bunch of infected. It's our final time to deal with mm-hmm. it. And then our last thing that we deal with is humans in a hospital. Mm-hmm. And before we even get there, like we're going through a subway and it's like flooded and Ellie can't swim. And then she gets caught up into this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a whole lot of things that kind of like happen there yeah. that I just loved in the game. And it just feels like, nope, they're just going to get ambushed maybe. And then right. in the hospital and then we'll get this like flashback and then we're going to get Joel doing his thing. Joel stuff. I, I it's I'm, we're on a we're on a very uh <laughs> aggressively you know what I don't think we're tr- I know we're not trying to be down on anything I just think both of us had high expectations for this episode because of how well all the other episodes have performed and now it sounds like both of us are kind of like okay we're going into this finale kind of on a like meh note no offense from this episode yeah. and now we have 45 minutes to really deliver like I'm thinking of like three uh, very distinct moments that are big. And we've added the Ellie's mom storyline as well. And that's just a ton of information to give me in the span of 45 minutes. And absolutely. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited because I'm interested to see where everything comes into play. If we're going to see, like if I'm going to get my giraffe moment, I'm hoping obviously I do because it's so important in the game. Um, meeting Ellie's mom and maybe uh, seeing more of Marlene and how Ellie ended up where she ended up is going to be super interesting. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm a little nervous, you know? Yeah. And I just, 
this is the kind of thing where, again, I'm like, if you, I, I felt like all these kind of tangents that we had, the thing that with Kathleen that we had, you know, the thing with Bill and Frank, you know, mm-hmm. all the, the extended introduction to the entire show, you know, all these things that kind of the entire time I'm like seeing all the critiques of it of like, why are we having all these tangents and side mm-hmm. things and almost filler? I don't agree that it's filler. I think right. they were all very important for one reason or another. And then we get around to here and I'm like, well, I, I kept saying like, well, just, just you wait because it's going to mean yeah. something. And then now I'm like, well, now what does it mean if we're just rushing to the end? Yeah. You know, if we're just like getting on the, the last lap and like speeding, you know, down mm-hmm. the straight, you know, just to, to get across the finish line. Like, I don't want that, you right. know? And so I'm like, oh man, like I trusted these guys so much and they're still doing an amazing job. Yes. This is still one of the most popular shows ever. I'm just it's like, good. I really hope they stick the landing, but I have less confidence because of this episode. Right. And then also like you're fitting in more right. filler that I don't know is going to actually like do add anything. Who knows? Like, I want, do I want to see Ashley Johnson? Yes. yes. Do I want to see the origin story of Ellie's birth? I guess. Sure. Mm-hmm. The one who is destined to save us all. Like, you know, the or whatever. Chosen one. <laughs> like, uh, I guess, but also please, please stick the landing. Please. Pretty please. Um, yeah. Uh, that's it. Do you let, do you want to get to the fuck counter? Oh yeah. Tell me what the fuck counter is. We're at 12. Okay. We're at 12. It's a pretty pretty good showing. Standard fucks. Here. I mean, again, after last week, we're never going to. We're not going to ever get like no. 34 last week. I mean, come on. Like, I would be. Not until season two. So uh, this might be it. This might be the the next, the best that we can do. You know, last week was, was the height yeah. of everything, you know? So um, not that I'm down on it, but still the best fuck. I think came in this episode though. Yeah. When she says the little, little girl, girl that broke, broke your fucking, fucking finger. finger. Oh man. That's great. So, so that's good. the only one I needed. And yeah. it's still, that's the whole reason I did this. And we got counter it. It in, great. in the first place. So the fact that we got tw- 11 more extras, that's just yeah. a little bit of icing on the cake. A little, some sprinkles, if you will. <laughs> some sprinkles, <laughs> some fuck sprinkles some- <laughs> all over this cake. Of The Last of Us. Um, <laughs> great. Well, thank you, Shannon, for joining me. Thank you, everyone else, for joining us. I'm sure we made it under two hours this time, mm-hmm. uh, though it's still quite long. Um, Lengthy. Uh, and sorry for all the negativity. Listen, we're just, we're just, you, we're humans. <laughs> you came here for an honest I'm review. You're going to get an us. honest review. <laughs> uh, this might not even be that clippable, but... If you find us, this is there. <laughs> um, but you can still follow us on all the socials. Go to your the description in the podcast. Uh, feel free to follow us there if you want to keep engaging with us. Wherever yeah. you find this, uh, go answer the questions on Spotify. Uh, go answer the poll on Spotify. Like mm-hmm. I mentioned, we're polling people about if they want to hear us talk about our shows. We are for sure going to talk about Yellow Jackets. Yeah. And we're going to film Yellow Jackets. But if you also want to hear about another show, let your voice be heard. Go vote for it. Send us an email at codependentcontent at gmail.com. Get in the comments. You can uh, comment on anywhere you find this. Yeah. Just uh, comments or whatever. I'll try and count up the votes before next week, you know, and if mm-hmm. you, uh, uh, because we want to um, be able to get this uh, uh, 
understanding of what we're going to do and announce yeah. to everyone what we're going to do. Right. Yeah. Um, if we do anything besides Yellow Jackets, it'll probably be audio only. So sorry for those who like the video component, um, but you got to go subscribe. So subscribe wherever you find podcasts, leave us reviews, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so that you can share it with your friends, stuff like that. Um, yeah. Is that is that everything? That's everything. Um, great. That was episode nine. Well, Eight. Fuck. <laughs> I, why do I keep doing that? Yep. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, thank you again, everyone, for joining us. And... Uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye.